Hi, welcome to our podcast. I'm Janae. And I'm Raven. And we're just going to be talking about things connecting to life around like being a teenager and being an athlete, stuff like that. Trying to touch base on things of just being in life and how it is to be an African American as well. Just connecting more than just looking on the outside of things, not just being a teenager because there is bigger things that we deal with that our parents may not know about. So we'll just connect to you guys there and continue to tune in if you guys mess with us. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right, to start it off, we'll give you guys an introduction of who we are. I'm Raven, I'm 16. I am a junior in high school and I attend Creamdon Hall. Um, I'm Janae, I'm 18. I'm a senior in high school and I attend Park Center High School. So we both are athletes. I just play basketball, but... I play basketball and soccer. So we're basically going to tell you guys of how, on the first episode, of how it is to just be a teenager and managing school life and our sports. So to start it off, Janae, how do you feel it is to be a student athlete? Um, I feel like it's a really big commitment. It's a lot of just a lot of time management. Like you have to know how to manage your time to be able to go to practices and games and still be able to do all your schoolwork and maintain good grades. Yeah, I would say that's a big part of it. And then like also like still connecting to life, you know what I'm saying? Like with just friends and family, cause don't just shut out the world when you have a lot on your plate. Yeah, just like being able to connect with other people rather than just being so tied down on the one thing. Yeah, I feel like that's a big, a big topic that isn't very talked about. Like I feel like a lot of athletes, or just all across the world, like you don't even have to be a student, but just a lot of athletes have a lot on their plate. And it's just, it's not known to just like talk about it because you're doing what you love, so why would you complain? But at the same time, it's like you're managing your life, so. Yeah, and it can, it can be really draining and it can take a toll on your mental health. So it's just good to be able to like talk about stuff like this. Yeah, I feel like, that's what the point, like with our podcast, I really, our point of view is just to make sure that teens or just people younger, you don't have to be a teenager, any age group just feels like they're able to connect and have an outlet to talk about the things that they go through that they may not be able to talk to their parents about. Or just anybody about in general. Exactly. Because they want to like maybe keep it to themselves. Right, right, right. So, starting off, how is your season going? Uh, my season's going pretty good. Uh, we have a really good team. We're still working on chemistry a little bit, but I think it's like progressing better and better through every game and practice we go through. Yeah, I feel like that's the same here. It's just a, it's a new team for me, so it's like a lot of new environment, new coaching. It's just a new lifestyle. Like even like the practice schedules, and games, and just things of that nature. Like the setup of everything is different. So yeah, we're building, but it's a good team, great team, young but athletic. So. Yeah, and like we've had a lot of people transfer and everything and like right. graduate a lot of seniors, so we have a lot of younger players coming up playing J V, a lot of freshmen down there and stuff. So it's just a learning experience, I guess. Yeah, I would say that's a and I feel like it's hard because I haven't really realized like I'm really an upperclassman because I'm still so young. So it's like I have to mentor these freshmen and these eighth graders who are on this JV varsity level that are looking at me and looking at what I'm doing. Like I have to like take them under my wing, which which was what the seniors did with me when I was a freshman. And obviously we had a big connection because I used to be at Park Center. So we had a big connection with each other and it was now that I'm here, I'm that person. I'm that person they're looking at to learn when I graduate or how to 
control the team when I'm gone. Like, I'm that leader, you know? Yeah, I feel like it's almost kind of the same thing for me. Like, I'm not a captain or anything, but a lot of the younger girls, when they've, like, told me they look up to me and stuff, and it's kind of hard having to be, like, that mentor-type person because I'm a very childish person. Right. Like, I like to goof around and stuff at practice, but I do know when it's time to get, like, serious and stuff. Right, so I'm right. able to, like, be able to be good in that way, I guess. Yeah, I feel like being at the school that I'm at, I've had to take that role into knowing to, like, when to, like, take command. Like, I have to – I've had to um, – connect with these freshmen outside of basketball like I've had to I've hung out with them outside of basketball to get to know them on a personal level just to know like I have to be here next year so let me try to get that bond with them and know that they can trust me like know they can trust me as more than just a teammate because I feel like that's it doesn't have to be you don't have to be buddy buddy with your teammate but I feel like that's very important to just have that connection because you know when we on the court it's all out on the floor you know we're trying to win so I feel like connecting with these freshmen has been very important so they can learn who I am as a person and just not even just a freshman because it's a new team for me. So everyone on the team, just to know me better. Yeah, I feel like I, I definitely get that. Like being able to connect outside and then like goof around and all that and then be able to come to the court and get business done, like right. work on that while still be able to have fun with each other right. while still maintaining like a serious level of like, okay, we got a game, we got to focus, we got to get this done. Yeah, I feel like that is, like, knowing that you can get on your teammates and it not be personal is very important. Yeah. Because holding your teammates accountable is a big part of having a good team. Because you should be able to tell your teammate, oh, let's do this. We got to do this. Let's get on it. Like, what are we doing? Like, be able to have that conversation and it not be me criticizing your game. I'm trying to make us better as a whole. Yeah, I feel like that is more of, like, where, like, the bonding comes in outside of practice just being right. able to have that relationship with the team where you're able to like tell them like hey you need to get it together or just like telling them like when it's like making them realize when it's time to like be serious and stuff. yeah I feel like that's a lot to do with your tone of voice also I feel like when you're talking to someone like I'm talking to you right now like feel like you have that you have that secure voice like when you're voicing your opinion to make sure that yeah it can be a holler when you're there like it could be like getting on them like a like a controlling type vibe, but when it's off the court, make sure you have that tone of voice where they can respect you and understand that you're just trying to be that teammate for them. Yeah, or just like, like even if it's like in the middle of like a serious game, like I know sometimes I can get like, right, like a rattled a little bit. Yeah, and it can sound like it's not too much voice, but I'm literally just saying everything a lot of love. Like I'm just right. trying to say what's best for the team, and I don't mean to like come off like that, but just telling your teammates that you're there for them and like, not more of like criticizing them in the game but just like telling them like oh look at the basket right like just encouraging your teammates in a way to like make sure they're getting their points and like making sure that the whole team is just working together yeah I would say with my team it's we've came to a point where it's like if you say a negative you also bring a positive like you got to make this layup but you got this you know what I'm saying like it can't just be all negative all the time because sometimes people get the wrong message from that. Yeah. And I feel like that's a lot of maturity. Like, some people have to – they might take a while to understand that. It's just being mature. Yeah. So I feel – it's just with basketball, it's more than just the game. Like, it's also having that connection. Like, with your coaches as well. Like, you have to trust your coach. Trust your coach to put you in the best position and trust that you can trust their process and their plays and the way that they run their team. Yeah, exactly. And just, like, having – like, yeah, like you said, like having a good relationship with your coach where you can, like, talk to them about things and them not like being mad or thinking that you're being a bad teammate or anything. Right. 
But just being able to talk to them, be able to talk to the whole team, every, everybody. Because I feel like everybody plays a big part in a team. Right. And, like, everybody has their roles on the team. Exactly. So we just have to be able to, like, make sure everybody's sticking to their roles or at exactly. least trying their best. Like, even if you're having an off game, just make sure you're still trying your best. Like, I remember, I know that, like, sometimes I'll have an off game and I'll get a little down, but my teammates are there to tell me just, like, shake it off. I'm always there for them. Like, if they miss a couple shots in a row, just shake it off. Next time you're open, don't pass it, still shoot it. Like, don't get discouraged, basically. Yeah, and something you just said, knowing your role. Like, I feel like knowing your role is very important. Mm-hmm. Like, if you are just a person that is a bench player, which is nothing wrong with that because some of the best players come off the bench, yeah. but you have to know that when you're in this game, we're, we're looking at you for that energy, you know? Yeah. Or if you're, on, if you're that encouraging player on the team, know that you're that encouraging player, but you can still bring your offense or your defense to the game or just your voice. Like, just knowing your role and your opinion on things will help your game more than you think. I feel like that's a lot of things that um, – hasn't been talked about. Like, some people really don't understand how it is to know your role. Like, when people – I would say, for instance, when you have a good game, you know? When you, if you're a good player, that's your role. Yeah. So it's not like we're supposed to praise you every time. Obviously, we're supposed to encourage you that that was a great game, tell you that. Get, make sure your head is up because you played a good game. But at the same time, that's your role. So yeah. you should know, okay, that's what I'm supposed to do. Let me bring that next game or let me add something this time. Just knowing different outlets to things. Yeah, and like, like I was saying, like even if you're having a bad game and like you know your role, if you're having a bad game, like don't let it discourage you. Like keep doing what you need to do. Just like, I would say, just like confidence is overall like a really big part of all of that. Boosting confidence for sure. Yeah, and just like, if you're not having a good game or something, just make sure that you're still in it and boosting your teammates up while also boosting yourself up. So, how would you say about mental health? mental health and just being an athlete. Like, I honestly, I would say for me, like, it's a lot of times where it's like, ah, like, dang, like, I gotta, I gotta get up for practice. I have to go. There's no, there's no, I don't use excuses. I haven't missed a practice this year. I never really miss practices unless it's something emergency. So it's like, how is that managing your health and making sure that you're still taking time for your self-care on top of the things that you have on your plate? Yeah, I just feel like that comes a lot in, like, the time management thing, like, making sure you're on time for practices, games, all that, but also making sure that outside of basketball you're taking care of yourself because it can be really draining to have to do all of that work for basketball and then having to do all your schoolwork. It's just really important for, like, to take time for yourself and, like, really care for yourself and stuff. Right. So, I, I honestly, I feel like with our generation, depression and things of that sort are very popular. And I feel like it's a very uncomfortable conversation, but it's something that needs to be talked about. Yeah. Because I feel like there's so many teenagers, especially with, like, our age group and our generation, that there is so many teenagers going through depression that are trying to ignore the fact that they're going through this because they're scared of the look that they're going to get if they talk about it. Yeah, I just feel like talking about it and opening up about stuff, it does help. It might, like, seem like it doesn't help, yeah. In, like, the very beginning, but, like, the more you talk about it, it gets easier to talk about right. as you keep going. Yeah, I feel like, especially because the people I've been around, like, I've had friends, like, I just, I pay attention to a lot of that. Like, I honestly, I'm very attentive to things, and I always try to read people's body language or their posture when it comes to things to see how they feel or how, what they're going through, and that will, that will determine on how I, like, treat them. Like, I always treat someone kindly. That's always what I do. 
but I'll be more like sensitive when it comes to things because I know that they might be going through something outside, which everyone goes through, but it's more obvious for me to see. And I feel like with basketball, I've seen that a lot lately. Like people going through things that they aren't talking about, but they're still showing up because of their commitment to this game. So I feel like connecting with people and understanding where they're coming from is very important. And understanding like you, you're an outlet, like know that you're there. Like, don't just say that you're there, but really show it. Like, yeah. give them that comfort. Like, And then if they tell you their story, try to connect with them. Try to say you've been there before or give them a, a story that you've also experienced. Because I honestly feel like every person, every teenager deals with some type of depression. Yeah. They're going through something that they aren't talking about. And it just feels, it feels more that we need, like, as a collective group of our generation has to be more respectful when it comes to things and understand that we are not the only ones who deal with things yeah just like being able to communicate basically with people like if you like i don't know like how you said like reading body language i feel like it's a pretty easy thing to do like people you can you don't really tell right when somebody's like going through something so i feel like i don't know just a whole generation as a whole we just need to kind of like flip a switch and realize that like we're all kind of going through stuff and y'all just need to be more like empathetic and like nice towards each other yeah i feel like so negative. yeah i feel like there's a lot of negativity that's around in this world and obviously we're all adapting to a new lifestyle yeah covid has been going on for a while but at the same time we're all still adapting we're all still adapting to you not hanging out with large groups or watch who you're around or be careful of what you're doing be careful to wash your hands when you're just getting done with being out in the public like it's a lot of things that everyone or even our parents are adapting to, but we also have to know that that isolation that we have been in has affected many people. Yeah. Like, I feel like that quarantine time period we went through, even though it still kind of goes on if you get in contact with someone, that can flip a switch in someone's mindset, and now they're going through something that isn't talked about. Right. Yeah, I totally agree. So, now COVID. Let's talk about COVID. Okay. Well... When, like, the first big shutdown happened, there's a lot going on in, like, the world with, like, a lot of people. Like, some people didn't believe in it. Yeah. And so, like, people didn't want to stay in their houses or stuff. They didn't want to wear masks. I mean, people can believe what they want. I right. mean, I just feel like, I mean, I believe in it personally because right. I've seen a lot of people have to go through stuff. I've seen people, family members die from it. So, it's just more of a more serious thing than we probably thought it was at the beginning because I remember last March when my when our basketball team in Ravensville went to my school when we were in the state tournament and it was going good at the beginning like people weren't wearing masks we were just living normal and then out of nowhere for the last day before our like our last games they were like everything's getting shut down and then that's when we went into that big lockdown they stopped doing school like I even remember because I heard about it when the tournament got canceled so my parents said I didn't have to go to school that day, and I didn't know that would have been the last day I could have gone to school for, like, a whole year. Right. So I missed on that, and it kind of, it took a little bit of a toll on me. Like, that was, like, my last day to be able to see people because I wasn't at school the day before because we were at the tournament. So, I don't know, it just kind of, like, flipped the switch in me. Like, I don't know. Yeah, I feel like with COVID, I had a lot of, um, I didn't, I personally, when it first happened, I didn't think it was real. Like, we had that two weeks of not being in school. Yeah. I'm just thinking, like, oh, it's a two-week break from school. Like, you know, like, yeah. during that time period, everything was normal. So a two-week break from school is shocking. 
So it's like, oh, I'm going to take advantage of this. But then it's kept getting pushed back and pushed back. And I'm like, all those seniors that left, we never got to see them again. And it's hard because even when people had gatherings again, it's not the same. Like, yeah. we have to still be cautious. We still, still to this day, we have to watch what we're doing, like I said before. And I feel like that's very hard and traumatic because it's a lot of people that I've disconnected with because of COVID. Yeah. And COVID is like, I haven't got it personally yet, so I don't really know how it affects people directly. But I know that it takes a toll on a lot of people. Like, my family has had people get it or pass away from it, like close friends and things of that nature. So it's hard to think about and it's very scary to get because if you have underlying health issues it's even worse yeah so it's like you really have to protect yourself and your body and everything that you're around to make sure that you're good like you can't even like even going to the doctor for a checkup or a physical is like risky yeah so it's hard to like still stay on top of just normal life when you're also taking care of like your your safety yeah and it's like with the safety thing like my grandpa he has to go to work every day my grandma's retired, but he still goes to work to be able to, like, pay the bills and all that. And he got in close contact with somebody, and he actually got it. And I usually go over to their house about two, three times a week. And so not being able to see them for, like, a month right. and just being scared because you don't know what could happen. Like, they're older. They're in, like, their 60s or 70s. And so – and they don't have the best health. So it was just scary because, like, you don't know what could happen when exactly. someone gets it. I feel it's that – that is very true it's very scary and i really i still don't know what to do like i I don't really go out much i never really before but now i really don't go out and it's like i don't know just knowing people to come over like it's even risky with that like i don't want to bring anyone home to my mother and have something or my mother or my father and have something happen because those are my heart so if i lose them you know and it's like even though they aren't that old my parents aren't that old it's still taking care of them because at the same time I'm more in contact with any other people than my parents are because I'm an athlete I'm around people 24 7 and I'm in hybrid schooling so I still go to school yeah I would say like the parents thing really is like a serious thing to me like I don't like bringing people over to my house like in the past six or seven months I think I've had probably like four people being allowed to come over to my house and it's just scary because like I mean, a lot of people can be asymptomatic, so you never really know if you have it unless you get tested. And, like, my mom, she has a lot of health issues because she did used to have cancer, so it still affects her body in some ways. And so for her to, like, have to be around that and still have to go to work every day and work her two jobs to just, like, be able to, like, keep feeding us and everything, it's very scary. Yeah, exactly. And then understanding where your parents are coming from. Yeah. Because your parents deal with things that they don't talk to us about. Like, I'm... I'm 100% sure that my mother or my father has not talked about things with me that they go through. Yeah. Because being a kid, you never want your kid to worry, you know? Yeah. I I just feel like it's hard, but I also would never in my life put my parents in danger. Yeah. So I'm always going to be cautious. Yeah, for sure. Just a natural nature. So I feel like with COVID, it was a very, very, very big change. But, I mean, it's been a year now. That's crazy. It's been a year. Yeah, and it really just shows, like, a lot of people's true colors about, like, how much they care about other people. Right. Like, I don't mean to sound, like, rude or anything, but it's, like, people that don't wear masks and, like, going to stores and, like, if it's not real, it's kind of selfish. Exactly. It's, like, you're putting other people's health at risk while putting your own health at risk, which isn't healthy. Exactly. Because you don't believe in something that's affecting 
and the then, entire world. Then if their bodies are fit to fight off this virus, what about other people? And then the people that are going to like large gatherings and things of that nature. Yes, everyone might not have it, but you never know if you came in contact and you never know if you're asymptomatic. Like you could have it in your system and not know. Yeah. You could have been in contact with someone at the store and not have known. Like, it's so crazy. Like, there isn't a way to know if you've been in contact. Yes, there's other things that they've came about, like apps and things of that sort, but you never know if that's 100% unless you get tested. Exactly. Or you got start getting consistent. Uh, you get the feeling of it, like, getting sick. Yeah. So. And usually symptoms won't show until, like, two weeks after exactly. you've been in contact with someone. So you could have it for, like, so long and not know and affect other people with it. Yeah, exactly. I just, I honestly feel like just all around the board, the whole world has to be more safe. Like, it has to be. Yeah, it has to be. And even if things, even if, like, the rules and stuff are getting more lenient, like, things are open now, you still have to be cautious. Like, you still have to watch what you're doing. You still have to watch what you say. You still have to watch everything around you. Yeah, and I feel like people need to put like, their friends, like, if, like, say you're a person, you wear a mask, and your friend is, like, a you know, person that doesn't believe in it, you need to, like, I don't know, like, people just need to get more educated, basically. Right. I, that's the thing. Like, with me, I like to educate myself on everything. I've always been that type of person. Like, if I figure something out new or something about myself or something that I've experienced or seen, I always try to educate myself about it or I'll ask my parents about it to understand what the situation may be. It doesn't have to be COVID. Like, if I see a an action from a person or a feeling like I see someone else doing, going through something and I'll be like, cause my mom's a therapist. So I like ask her, what does this mean? Like, what does this action mean? Like a person is acting like this. What does that mean? What should I do to help them? Like I've always been that type of person. So I feel like I always, I'm very strict on like things like that now. Like now with COVID, I'm very strict on that because I just don't want to get it. Like I haven't had it and I'm so blessed for that. Thank you God. But it's like, I still got to be cautious. Like, I still have to watch what I'm doing. Exactly. And then, like, just, like, the whole change of, like, COVID and sports. Right. Like, when I played soccer, we didn't have to wear masks while we were playing because we were outside. So people in the same room had to wear masks either, but it was an option that you could, and a lot of people did still wear masks. And, like, I've our first couple weeks into the season, I heard about teams getting shut down because people were testing positive. And, like, we had a teammate. She went out of town for a family matter. And she couldn't come back for two weeks because she she had to quarantine herself to make sure that it didn't affect the rest of the team. Right. And now with basketball, it's like everyone's required to wear a mask at all times. You can't play. Your mask has to be above your nose. Like, there's really no exceptions, I guess. Exactly. I feel like the, the state is taking, or the whole world, is taking the precautions that are needed to be done. But it's not just the government that needs to take the precautions. It's also us. Yeah. Like, we also have to take that precaution. We also have to be, even, like, when people, you see someone in the car wearing a mask, like, you're, like, you're looking at them, like, what are they doing? But at the same time, we don't know much about this virus. Like, you'll get this virus through a car. You don't know. Yeah, like, I've heard about people getting it from literally just staying in their houses. Like, I don't know. It's just... We have to be, everybody just has to be more responsible, I guess. Like, we yeah. have to be more responsible. Like, during AAU basketball, there was a bigger spike in numbers, and that's why we couldn't go back to school right away. Yeah. And then, because players didn't have to wear masks in AAU, but the parents and everybody else surrounding did. And now that we're back in school, like, I remember the first two weeks of hybrid school, it was fine. And we were there for, like, probably, like, a month. 
and then the numbers got really high again, so we had to go back to fully online, and I think that really takes a toll on people too, because it's hard to have to learn everything through a screen. Right. Like last year, it was like we had online school, but it wasn't required. Like they still passed you on everything. Exactly. Because it was it was a whole change. Like it was a whole shift. But this year, it's harder. Like once we switch to fully online, it's like you have to get all your work done. You have to go on the Google Meets. If you don't, you're gonna fail. And it's it's just a lot a toll. of pressure. It's a toll. It's yeah. a toll on people. But I feel like that was a good intro, good talk. Uh, we'll cover with episode two very soon. I think we'll do that today. So, yeah, Ray and Nay podcast. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> uh, tune in, y'all. Tune in, tune in, tune in. Yeah, thank you for listening. <laughs>